Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. It might not have been the most thrilling, most enjoyable night of football ever. You know, as always on a Friday, I'm going to start with a TNF recap. But at least we got pretty much what we expected, right? We got what the big head and I expected. What was always going to happen is exactly what did happen. Because we've seen this movie before. We've seen this movie way too many times. You know what movie I'm talking about. The movie starring Danny Turnovers. Danny Turnovers eating an L in prime time. You know, the one where he loses again with the nation watching. You know the saying, death, taxes, Danny turnovers, playing like ass, and losing under the bright lights. This dude is now 1-11 and 11 in primetime games. And it's not my money. I'm not saying they made a huge mistake by giving him all that money, but they gave all that money to a guy who is now 1-11 and 11 in primetime games. I mean, that's a primetime paycheck. It's almost gotten to the point where it's, it's impressive in how unimpressive it is. 1-11? and 11? Kirk Cousins in primetime. Can't believe those numbers. So I'm going to ask once again, please, please, all networks, all streamers, stop making us watch Daniel Jones. I would even endorse a ban on the Giants in primetime or an automatic flex, anything to keep them from showing this team on Monday Night Football 10 days from now, which is exactly what's scheduled to happen. I'll give the Giants this much, though. At least they kind of sort of hung around for a couple of quarters last night, unlike that Dallas game where they got straight curb stomped for 60 minutes. At least I almost sort of kind of felt like there was a game last night. Not that the Giants did all that much to make it competitive. It was more a fact of the Niners taking a minute to get it going. And I'm not even sure that they fully ever did get it going. I mean, the Niners did not exactly look like a juggernaut last night. They're aight. They're all right. They did some things pretty well. But in terms of them being head and shoulders above everybody else and being the team to beat, I didn't see that last night. Brock Purdy did not exactly look like the unstoppable, overwhelming force of nature that can't be beat like he's been in the past. And yet, (laughs) the funny thing is, he can't be beat. I'm sure big clock Brock would just say, yeah, you know what? Scoreboard, look up at it. Then box score, look at that too. Then career record, feel free to peruse that. Because this dude is still undefeated. In games where he doesn't shred his UCL. How amazing is that? No matter how it looks, no matter how great it looks or how pedestrian it looks, this dude just doesn't lose. He's undefeated in games where he does not shred his UCL. And while he might not quite look like he's all the way back to the guy that he was during the second half of last season, it didn't stop him from putting up a career-high 310 yards last night. And oh yeah, He won again. This dude really is the epitome of win, 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 win. Big Brock continues to be one of the most astonishing quarterback stories since Bacon 46. Took over in New England when he was just Bacon 24. (laughs) The guy just doesn't lose. He's like an inverse 
Danny Dimes in primetime. It's like if you think about Danny Turnover's pathetic primetime career, then take the mental picture, that mental picture, and then flip it on its head. Take the exact opposite of that, and then that's what you have with Brock Purdy so far. So, yeah, I'm going to say the Niners could have looked better. But it's hard to complain about a 30-12 to win on a short week, especially if you heard Kyle Shanahan talk about prepping for a Thursday night game earlier this week. In case you missed it, check this out. This was the Junior Lobster Tuesday describing this week of preparation. From a preparation standpoint, how tough is it Thursday? Do you just feel really rushed? Yes. Um, it, uh, you feel extremely rushed. Um, you know, I, I saw the players a few hours ago, and it was the first time I saw them. I told them it was Wednesday morning, and um, by our, the end of our first meeting, it was Thursday. That's kind of how we explained it. And tomorrow morning is Friday. Um, but by 10 o'clock, it's the day before the game. Um, so it's weird. Um, we were throwing four days into two days. As coach and staff, we throw two days into one day. Um, so it's kind of a uh, loss for words when I can't swear up here. Um, it's, it's a something show. And then he's got his own song. He is the Lobster JR. Hey, look, he's not wrong. There's no way any of them like playing on Thursday night. Even if they do have more time on the back end, it completely jacks with all of their processes and their routines and their regimen. Of course they hate Thursday. Players also do not get a proper chance to recover from Sunday. I'd say the only ones who like Thursday are the fans, but given the crappy quality of the product, even the fans don't like Thursday. So, Lobster JR, I see him working. If he thinks Thursdays suck, pretty much everybody does. But then again, look at it this way. It sucks, but imagine how much it sucks if you lose. At least you won. So, if you win, you get the dub, you get a few days off or a few more days on the back end, and that's fine. But if you got to go through that whole thing only to lose or get beaten down, it's like the worst thing ever. See, my feeling coming in was the Giants weren't deep. Short week, not enough time to get ready for Kyle Shanahan's fire offense. But it was the Niners that seemed a little bit flat and a little out of sorts early on. I mean, maybe Thursday did jack with them. Maybe that explains why the Niners came out a little flat and took a minute to get going. They were confused. Maybe they didn't know what day it was. They also seemed a little confused about the rules. Well, maybe not them, but Trent Williams seemed a little confused about one rule. You know that one rule which states you're not allowed to punch a dude? Except that Trent wasn't the only one confused about that rule. The refs apparently also don't know that rule. Because they did not toss this guy for blatantly punching a dude in the head. Not only did they not toss him for blatantly punching a dude in the head, they actually came out after the game and tried to defend not tossing Trent Williams for blatantly punching a dude in the head. I mean, the ref shows too much. Here's the NFL senior VP of officiating, Walt Anderson, after the game. Quote, we ended up looking at the video we had available to us, and we just didn't see anything that rose to the level of flagrant. End of quote. Dude, what were you looking at then? And if that weren't absurd enough, quote, we couldn't confirm 
till 100% from that standpoint of was it truly a closed fist with a strike, end of quote. You couldn't confirm that that was a closed fist. What, do you dudes not have eyes? Do you not have eyes? And let me be clear about this. I've got no problem at all with people who don't have eyes. They just should not be NFL refs or senior VPs of officiating. I mean, get that crap out of here. you got to be kidding me with that. Trent Williams himself didn't even deny that he did it after the game. What happened at the end of the just before the halftime? I don't remember. That's, that was a long time ago. I don't know this point. <laughs> so, yeah, I, think I don't know. I may have been a, like a Larry Holmes, uh, you know, Mike Tyson. Uh, a little right hook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just mixing it up, man. So, um, you know, it's a lot of, lot of tempers flaring out there. It's a competitive game, and, you know, sometimes things boil over a little bit. Do you expect the NFL to come after your wallet? Uh... I don't think so. Today. It was a love tap. It wasn't that hard. I mean, they saw nothing, and this guy just owned it. Yeah, I did it. It's incredible. The dude himself called it a right hook. The journal called it a Larry Holmes, Mike Tyson. But the NFL didn't see anything flagrant and couldn't tell if it was a closed fist strike. Uh, all right. Sure you couldn't. And I'm sure you won't be finding him either, right? Because nothing happened, right? Am I right? Zebras. Right, Rev Show? We are back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on all the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet 5 bucks and get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings is not stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football is so much more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app right now. Sign up with the code ROME, R-O-M-E. New customers can bet just 5 bucks and get 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with the code ROME, R-O-M-E. The crown is yours. You do have to be present in a state where it's lawful to wager. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877 877- 8 hope ny or text hope ny 467 369 in connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of boot hill casino and resort ks licensee partner gold nugget lake charles la 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario see sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources bonus bets expire seven days after issuance eligibility and deposit restrictions do apply I mean, dude should have been run out of that game in the second quarter. Everybody knows it. He knows it. But also, nobody thinks that that was turning the tide in that game anyway. Nobody thinks that Trent getting tossed would have suddenly given Danny turnovers primetime powers that he already did not possess. The G-Men have played one good half of football so far this season, and it was against the team that everybody thinks is trying to lose on purpose. So I will ask one more time, can we please flex these dudes out of Monday Night Football in 10 days? 
If you got a better solution, I will take it. I'll take any solution at this point. Any solution that doesn't involve me having to sit through another Danny and the Giants performance under the lights. Because if they didn't pay me, there's no way in hell I'd do it. In fact, even if they do pay me, I may not do it. I may roll in here a week and a half out and be like, yeah, you know what? No opening take on that game. There was no way you could subject me to Danny turnovers under the lights again. How many times do we have to do this? Rochester, James in Rochester. James, what's going on? Hey, James. Jay, I'm James from Crabchester. I'm a Bills fan. Oh, man, you are so run. That, that could not have started any worse. I know who you are, dude. That's why I said, hey, James. And I know where you're from, Rochester. Clones, what do you want when you're craving protein or you need more energy? Not bars, not sugary snacks, not energy drinks. You want beef, pure and simple. Where's the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Old Trapper is not your old man's jerky. Shriveled, dry, tasteless. Old Trapper Beef Jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. It's tender, it's tasty, it's not tough. And why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a 50-year-old family business known for its relentless commitment to quality. They take smoked beef extremely seriously and you can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein. It comes in four amazing flavors to satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest. It goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. So look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. Clones, if you do not see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? Dan Lanning. Dan, it is so good to have you back. Thanks for joining us. Dan, how are you? Doing great, Jim. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you, Coach. Thanks so much. So the team is putting up enormous numbers so far. You're averaging 58 points per game. That's number two in the country, Dan. You're fourth in the nation in total offense. So bring me up to date first. How pleased are you with what you're seeing from your team thus far? And what are your biggest takeaways from your non-conference wins? Yeah, um, you know, the, the preseason's over now. We played some teams um, that we, we should beat, you know, and should beat, uh, you know, handedly. And then we played, you know, some battles, too. We had a battle with Texas uh, Tech early in the season on the road where our team showed some resiliency. But certainly pleased with our progress, but excited to see the steps we take next. You know, you brought up something that I wanted to talk about, that fact that you went to Lubbock. I mean, as explosive as you are offensively, and I will get into that, I thought the team showed legitimate grit in coming back to beat Tech 38-30 in Lubbock. What did the team show you in scoring 20 in the fourth quarter to win that game? And then what does a win like that do for their collective confidence? Yeah, you know, a couple things. One, that we can win in multiple ways. You know, in that game, we had four takeaways on defense. We had some um, you know, big stops and some critical moments where we were put in some adverse situations. And then, obviously, that we have a leader in Bo Nix that's just special, right? He led a big fourth quarter uh, comeback, you know, 20 points in the fourth quarter, you know, on, from both sides of the ball. But it's just good to go see the team, you know, have that resiliency in a game like that. Dan Lanning joining us. I'm just going to follow you around. So you mentioned Bo Nix. I mean, him being, he's building on a great season that he had last year when he was good for 43 touchdowns. He looks great once again. Beyond his experience, what makes this dude so effective, and what do you enjoy the most about coaching him? I I enjoy the fact that Bo comes to my office and we can just talk about the game afterwards like we're two coaches. And, you know, sometimes i got to remind myself, hey, this guy's a college quarterback. He's He's not one of the coaches, but 
he has such an innate ability to get us into great plays. You know, he, um, he has autonomy on the field as far as being able to check us into things. Um, you know, he's in really in good rhythm and sync with our offensive coordinator, Will Stein. Um, so I'm just thrilled, you know, to, to get to coach him. He's a phenomenal young man. You know, sometimes he babysits my kids. That's what kind of, that's what kind of guy he is. So that's, great guy. That is solid. Dan Lanning joining us. You know, you look around the nation, and there's some incredible quarterbacks this year. Caleb Williams, Michael Penix, Shador Sanders, who we'll talk about in a minute, Drake May, Sam Hartman. I could go on and on. I could list another half dozen. Where does Bo Nix belong on that list in your mind? Yeah, Bo to me, I wouldn't want to coach any any other one. He should be uh, right right at the top of that list. Um, he's he's a dynamic player. He's a great player. The good thing about that list you just named, we get to play all of them. So we're going to find out. And that is the truth, too, as part of the conference and otherwise. I mean, what a great matchup this is going to be. Colorado, Dan, is one of the biggest stories in all of sports, not just college football. And I've had conversations with guys like Mac Brown and Chip Kelly recently on the program, and they all expressed their respect for Deion Sanders and the job he's done in Boulder. You, as much as anybody, know how hard it is to win at this level. So how impressed are you with the way he's transformed that program and done it so quickly? Yeah, he's done a great job. He's brought a lot of excitement, obviously, to the program as well. But, you know, completely flipped the roster, which isn't easy to do, um, especially early. So really impressive job by him and his coaching staff. All right, so you've got yourself a great quarterback. They do too. Shador Sanders is not going to have his top target in Travis Hunter tomorrow, but they've proven to be far more than just one-dimensional. What has stood out to you about Shador as you look at film and the passing game as you're breaking it all down? Well, I'd say decision-making and then playmaking ability to extend plays. You know, he, he has a over 70% completion percentage, which speaks to, you know, the throws that they're asking him to make at times, but also speaks to his patience to wait for people to get open. Um, and, you know, I think he's, he's more of a scramble-to-throw guy, but he's had a lot of success when he's scrambled, finding people downfield, um, and usually for big games. Oregon head coach Dan Lanning is joining us, so it's a given. I mentioned Autzen. It's a given that Autzen Stadium, Dan, is one of the toughest places to play in all of college football. You know they're going to show up. The fans always do. But do you think, given all the hype surrounding the Buffs, that your fans might even be a little more hyped and a little more dialed in than usual? And then what kind of atmosphere are you expecting? Oh, this place is going to be jumping, man. It, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to be amped. I, I can't wait to see them all out there. Um, it's going to be a fun environment. I don't, I don't think there'll be a louder environment in college football this Saturday. Hey, listen, you're not going to make it about you ever, but even as a coach, do you yourself get even a little more juice out of a high-stakes, high-profile game, profile game like this one? So coach speak is supposed to say no, right? But reality says absolutely. Like, you get juiced for games like this that are a lot of fun and, and there's pressure. This is the kind of game that players and coaches want to get to coach in. Respect. I appreciate that answer a lot. Dan Lanning joining us. So, Dan, what about the week of practice? From your standpoint, were you happy with the way your guys did practice this week? And what about the players? How fired up are they for the opportunity? They're excited, but, you know, our message has been really, really clear. You know, play the game, not the occasion. You know, I always compare this back to when you're in high school and you got the homecoming, you know, game and there's the parade and there's the dance afterwards, but none of that crap really matters except for the game. So we, we've, uh, we've had a great week of practice. I've also found at times that that doesn't mean it's a great indicator of uh, the success that you're going to have on the field. I thought our best week of practice uh, in a lot of ways was Texas Tech this year, and then we went down there and had an absolute battle. So, um, you know, it's still got to be played. The game's got to be played on Saturday. 
You know, I love that notion. What you just said, play the game, not the occasion. Play the game, not the occasion. You know how young players are, right? You can't, they're not going to go into a bubble and they're not going to block everything out. What do you do as it relates to the noise, the expectation, all the chatter? What do you tell them what to do or how they should process all that information? What's the plan there? Well, yeah, we, we, we talk about composed response and composed attack. So, you know, I think that what you have to do throughout the week is talk through the scenarios that are going to show up in this game. You know, we know there's going to be some chit-chat. We know there's going to be some pregame uh, action. There's going to be a lot of stuff that happened outside of the game. There's going to be a lot of crowd noise. So really just coaching your players through, okay, when this happens, how are you going to handle it? And what's the best thing you can do for your team, right, uh, to be a selfless player? We talk about being an us team. You know, I think that's really, really important in this game is – making a decision about how you're going to react to every situation before that before that situation happens. Also, I like that too. Anticipate. Make sure you know how you're going to react because something's going to happen. Something always does happen. Make sure you're ready when it does. So, Dan, let me ask you this before you go. You spent a season coaching at Alabama as a graduate assistant. You spent four years at Georgia. You know the SEC extremely well. I'm curious, for the second straight week, the Pac-12 has got eight ranked teams, which is something only the SEC had previously accomplished. How do you think the level of competition in the Pac-12 stacks up against the SEC? Yeah, it's unbelievable this year. I mean, I think there's a lot of great teams uh, out here. And, you know, we'll see where the chips fall whenever the season, um, you know, lays, lays itself out and plays out. Um, but there's some great football right now in this conference. There's no doubt about it. And there's some really great teams. All right, so the Ducks are 3-0. They're ranked number 10 in the AP poll. This is a big one. They're at Watson, taking on number 19, Colorado. Their head coach is Dan Lanning. Dan, I appreciate you working through that, coming on the program. Great to visit with you. Good luck this weekend, and it's always good to talk to you, Dan. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Thank you, Jim. Have a good one. Let me talk to you for a moment about one of my favorite products ever, HelloFresh. What is HelloFresh? What it is is farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store. You can count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable, and that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Kickstart a fresh fall routine with HelloFresh. HelloFresh handles all the meal planning and shopping to deliver everything you need to cook up a tasty meal right at home. They do the hard part, and you get to take credit. And when it comes to options... Honestly, more is more. That's why HelloFresh's menu includes 40 recipes and over 100 add-on items to choose from every single week. I love it. Comes right to the doorstep. All these tremendous ideas and great meals. Find out for yourself. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Rome. Use the code 50Rome for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. Once again, HelloFresh.com slash 50Roam. Make sure to use the code 50Roam and get 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. HelloFresh.com slash 50Roam. He is Spice Adams. He joins us via Zoom. Spice, my man, it's been a minute or five. What's up, big dude? How you living? I know it's been a minute. Last time we talked, I think, is when I retired. You know, I had the uh, the retirement video and everything, and uh, that was cool. That was a cool time, man. How you doing? Everything good? Yeah, everything's good, dude. Everything is good. You're right. That was the last time we spoke, and already I'm feeling that great spice energy. It's awesome. So, you know, given your versatility, and I laid this out in the open, you do so many things right now. We could go any number of directions with this thing, but I do have to ask you about the Bears because of your connection there. What a wild, wild week it's been. 
What was your reaction, Spice, when you heard Justin Fields initially make comments where he pointed the finger seemingly at the coaches for his own struggles? What was your reaction to that? I really didn't take any anything from it where it was like he was pointing the fingers at the coaches or anything like that. I think he, he just he's just scrambling, man. You know, it's just you you try to find some things that um you know, you try to find things that why you're not winning. And, and, you know, sometimes it doesn't make a lot of sense, like him coming from Ohio State and him having all the success that he had. I'm pretty sure he thought that when you got to the league, that things were going to carry on just the same way they, they, they've always been. And so right now you're just trying to scramble to just try to find reasons why you're losing or reasons why you aren't putting up the numbers that you are. And so um, at this point, I think you kind of get to the point where it's like, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. And, you know, then they 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 put the microphones and the cameras on your face and, you know, you have to tell them something. So he's just like, all right, well, maybe it's the coaching. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. And uh, I think everything is just going to be, you know, to the nth degree, you know, because it's Chicago, because it's the Bears, because you got all of these weapons that have been added on the team and we haven't had any wins. So. You know, it's a little difficult situation right now, but, you know, you got to keep plugging away, man. It's the NFL. It's hard to win in the league. It is hard to win in that league. Spice Adams joining us. You know, Spice, to your point that maybe it's this, maybe it's that. I mean, what do you think it is? Is it the coaches overloading him with info? Is it Justin not seeing the field? Is he not reading defenses? I mean, what's the bottom line here in your opinion? What is the issue? I honestly don't know. I mean, it's been three years. Last year we went three and 14, and now it's seeming like, well, we don't have that wide receiver. Then we go and get DJ Moore, and we get Chase Claypool, and it just seems like things aren't going the way that they're supposed to be. And, um, you know, it's, it's very frustrating, but, um, you know, you got to keep – you got to find things that you're good at and, you know, just, just, just keep plugging away at that. Like, I played nose guard, so I knew I was going to get double teamed every play, so – you know, I just geared up for that and I just did things. I tell my son this all the time. Like he plays high school football right now. I say, man, do what you do best. All right. And you don't have to worry about who's lining up in front of you. You don't have to worry about who's in the stands. Do what you do best. And I think if you go to that, if you go, that's your foundation. Do what you do best. If the deep ball is the best thing that you do, do that. You know, sometimes, sometimes coaches may call a play. And they can write all the X's and O's on the board. It's up to you to go out on the field and make it come alive. And sometimes a coach may call something and it's not there and you have to improvise and just do what you do best. So that's that would be my advice for everybody on the team. We were talking to Spice Adams. So Spice, defensively, you mentioned you play nose tackle. You know, then you got the whole Allen Williams thing, which is just so bizarre and so abrupt. Like he just up and quits. He resigns. What's that like? Like, how does that hit in the locker room? How chaotic is it for the players to lose their D.C. after just two games? I cannot relate. I don't. I have no idea, like, how you would respond to something like that. But, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, things happen. And, um, you know, sometimes you get dealt some cards that you don't know how to play. And But the the thing is... You still have your teammates. There's still games to play. So you just break everything down and, and simplify everything. Like I, like I say, I'm nose guard. I have the A gap. <laughs> and so anything that goes on outside of that, whether it's raining, whether it's snowing, whether the weather isn't up to par or 
our defensive coordinator isn't there or our head coaches, like whatever the case may be, it's still football to play. Uh, you want to pray for um, all the situations that are going on at, at Hallis Hall and, you know, hope for the best. But at the end of the day, you still have games to play. And so you simplify things for yourself and try to block out everything and just stay focused. And because at the end of the day, you still got a whole entire season to play. And, you know, so I just simplify everything and just go out and just do it. Like I just said before, do what you do best. In other words, Spice, control what you can control and do your job. And that's the best you can yes, do. Sir. I get it. I see you working. Listen, dude, you, you've you always been a beauty. You've always been a really different dude and a really funny dude. And you can do amazing things with content. I mean, take us back. For those who don't remember, case in point, you had one of your roughest days in the game, but you turned it into content. I'm talking about this phone call that you got in 2012 when you're on vacation at Disney World and Lovey Smith is lobbing you a telephone call. What do you remember about that phone call and why did you think he was calling you? I I was, you know, taken aback because this was around February. So I'm like, usually around that time, players are off and, you know, you're just trying to, you know, see what where you're going to vacation and things like that. And he called me. And I'm like, man, this is respect. You <laughs> called me in February talking about football. Oh, man, this call right here. This is about to be amazing. And he said, hey, big guy, we're going to let you go. Like how Lovey says, hey, big guy, we're going to let you go. And I'm like, let me go where, coach? We're going to the Super Bowl. I don't know where it's at this year, but we're going to get there. And I appreciate the call. He's like, no, we're going to let you go. Like, we're going to release you. I'm like, okay, release me where? Like, into the wild? Like, what's happening? Like, I'm, I I feel you, coach. I hear I hear what you're saying. Like, but I Let's don't go. hear what you're saying. Right? Like, yeah, we're going to. Yeah, like I was, I was, I was hype. I was, I was excited. I'm like, man, this is respect here, man. You call me in February, oh man. But then after I hung up the phone with him, it was just like a shot. It's like getting hit in the face with a brick, and you don't know where it came from, and you you don't have a lot of time to like try to figure out like that you just got hit with a brick. And so I was just like, man. Then then the defensive coordinator called me, Rod Marinelli, who's also the defensive line coach. Then the linebacker coach called me. And then the quarterback coach called me. And then I was like, man. So I will say this. Sometimes you find out you got released on the bottom line. Like it'd be the ticker on the, on the, on the bottom of, uh, you know, whatever program that you're watching. Like Anthony Adams just got released. But I appreciate the fact that not only did Lovey Smith call me, but the defensive coordinator called me, the linebacker coach called me, the cornerback coach called me, and uh, you know that was a um, you know that was a pretty classy move. Yeah, you're the best, man. You're the absolute best. That's what I mean about taking a bad moment and turning it into content. And you're right, man. They loved you. Obviously, if all those guys are going out of their way to make sure that you hear it from them and not see it online or see it on TV, it tells you exactly what they thought about you. You brought up my guy, Rod Marinelli. I haven't spoken to him in years. Man, I loved, loved Rod. And I'm just a media guy. Everybody who played for that guy seemed to have loved him. What is it about Rod? Why do guys like him so much? And what was it like to play for him? He's the best, man. He's like a historian, man. Like I, I, I talked to uh, Coach Marinelli for like an hour. I think it was like two weeks ago. Huh. He was like, "Oh man, you're you're the best, dude. Oh, yeah. the way you play defensive line. Oh man, it was the greatest." Da 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 da. And uh, you know, he just he knows guys' personalities. He knows what makes you tick. And 
What I love, what I loved about Coach Marinelli is the first day he said, I am the why. If you have a question of why, I got an answer for you. And sure enough, you know, he would break things down to the point where, you know, you would want to run through a brick wall for him. And he simplifies things. And we did the same things every day in practice, individual drills, the same thing every day. And we go out on the field and he'd say, hey, look, this this looks like some things that we haven't seen on film, but trust your keys. He would always say, read your keys. He'd say, would you want to be 100% right? or 75% right. He said, the only way you'll be 100% right is if you read your keys. Do what we did in individual drills. And then you'd be like, you go into a game like, you're over-prepared. Because he, he's just, he's a guru. He, 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 he takes things from 1935. There's a book, 1935 by Frank Leahy's called The Art of Tackling. Oh, you gotta read this book. That's, that's, that's Rob Van that's Spice Adams. Spice, you are the best. So you've teamed up with DirecTV's Fall College Football Tour. Bring me up to date with this. What are you doing yes. with these folks? Give me the deets, Spice. Okay. So I'm back here at Penn State, my alma mater, and this is the whiteout. The whiteout is the best thing in all the college sports, and I am teaming up with DirecTV. They're doing their fall college tour. And this is their first stop. They're going to have a bus wrapped. They're going to be games. There's going to be tailgating. There's going to be so much fun. And it's right online with what everybody does at Penn State for the whiteout. So I'm excited. DirecTV is excited. And on behalf of DirecTV, we can't wait to get this thing started. It is going down. I cannot wait. I wish you was here, Jim. What's going on, man? Get on the flight. Get on your private jet. Get on out here, man. Get on my private jet because I keeps a private jet. The hell I do. U.S. Cellular knows how important your kid's relationship with technology is, and they have made it their mission to help them establish good digital habits early on. That's why they have partnered with Screen Sanity, a nonprofit dedicated to helping kids navigate the digital landscape. And for a smarter start to the school year, U.S. Cellular is also offering a free basic phone on new eligible lines, providing an alternative to a smartphone for kids. Start smarter with U.S. Cellular. Visit uscellular.com slash built for us to find out more. Restrictions to apply. Visit uscellular.com for terms. All right. Speaking of which, it is Friday. Yesterday was Thursday. Tomorrow's Saturday. But Friday means it is time to get down. Everybody get down. Everybody get down. Do it now. Do it now. With the big head, James Kelly. As I mentioned, James Kelly had himself a night last night. He went 3-0. and He picked the game correctly. He had a couple of prop bets that he got correct. 3-0. and So if you listened and you did what he recommended, as opposed to listening and hating, you got paid. So it's a great start to a big weekend. Head, how you feeling? A little better than Niner fan, evidently, Jim. Uh, you're 3-0 and in favor to win the Super Bowl. Relax, Niner fan. 
Right. I mean, not only that, but it's not like I came out here and went contrarian and no. manufactured a bunch of slop and lava <laughs> and went in and took a bat to them. Like, what, did, what are they hearing? Why are they Sensitive group, man. Sensitive, sensitive group. Not all of them, but a couple there. No, the exactly. No, yeah, I want to make that point. You're right. Not all of them. No. Because a number of them did come back and go, hey, Rome, we get it. We know you have our back. And I do. I have your back. I have respect. Hell, dude, you're like practically blood. It's your fam, right? It is my fam. They're very, very intelligent. There is some that do not appreciate Then what happened to you, dude? Enough. I don't know. Who knows? You're, you're the black sheep. If, you, if they are fam and they are very intelligent and they are smart as hell, what happened to you? I don't know. It's a good point. It's probably why they don't talk to me much. Dude, we, we should get like a paternity test to find out whether or not you actually are blood and fam. <laughs> greatest day of my life. I'd sign up Ancestry.com or something, yeah. man. Let's find out. All right, he so are you ready, actually? Tonight, but, last night, did you see him up in the booth, Mike? I did see night. him. Yeah, Lobster. Looks Lo- great. He, lobster did look good, dude. Yeah. Lobster did look good. Graying out a little bit, but that lobster's no longer young. It looks like he's in the gym. Yeah, red, but good. I mean, he was red. He was definitely yeah. red. The hue ain't changing. He was red. Hence the gloss, the lobster. There you go. Are you ready to do this, Head? Hell freaking yes. Let's, Let's do it. Let's get it. All right, so we got NFL games to hit, starting with, we got five. Chiefs v. Bears, because why not, right? The defending Super Bowl champs against a Bears team coming off one of the worst weeks ever, even for them. The underachieving quarterback blaming the coaches, then trying to walk it back and blame the media. The D coordinator suddenly stepping down with some speculation that the feds are after him. Mm. Crazy stuff, (laughs) even for the Bears. What is the number? How are you playing this? Yeah, weird, weird stuff at Hallis Hall here. I hope they've taken the Mitch Trubisky approach and turned off the TVs today. Number is Mitch Trubisky, that guy right there. Turn the TVs off. So they are underdogs on the road in KC. 12 and a half is the number. I'm going to go Chiefs here, Jim. They're playing a team that on offense has a QB pointing fingers who hates life because he can't play uh, his kind of ball. He's playing robotic, an upset wideout. A wideout that doesn't try, missing two starting offensive linemen and a defense that fired its D.C., has one sack, 21 missed tackles, and a pissed-off safety. Going against a Patrick Mahomes offense trying to get right, something tells me Casey won't struggle on third down this week, nor turn the ball over and will get right. Add the fact that no one, no one has been worse ATS than Eberflus since he took over. 27 Eberflus? Ever flus at whatever. Pretty close for you, dude. Good for you. Tampa 2 guy. 27% of his games he's covered. That's it. Mm. I'm going Chiefs minus 12 and a half. All right, so you're going to go Chiefs minus 12 and a half. Here's what I have to say about that. I'm going to make this very simple by asking a very simple question. Does anybody anywhere really believe the Bears can pull their heads out of their collective asses against the defending Super Bowl champs? No. Neither do I. Chiefs minus 12 and a half. I know that's not extremely insightful, but it's pretty basic and pretty obvious to me. We're on the same page on that one. All right. Mm -hmm. Coming into the weekend, while it is early, and I have been making an argument for the Niners, I could have argued that Dallas might be the best team in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Certainly, they might have the best defense in the NFL, and then they suffered a devastating blow when they lost star corner Trayvon Diggs, Mm -hmm. who shredded his knee in practice yesterday. Yes, head. They have depth. But no. You don't next man up that guy. I think he's actually improving as a player. I don't know if they can win a Super Bowl without him, but I know this. They'll beat Arizona without him. The question, however, is do they cover without him? What is the number? How are you playing that one? 
Same number of the Chiefs here for them Cowboys, minus 12.5 on the road. I'll lay the points here, too. A lot of people are loving them, some Cowboys, too, just like you, Jim, and it's because their scoring margin right now is historic at plus 60 points through two games. But they have also beaten two bad teams from New York, one with a Coug Hunter at quarterback. But if they are half as good as everyone says they are, that world-class defense has held opponents to an NFL-best five points per game can shut down Josh Dobbs. Arizona will try and run the football, but through two games, the Cowboys have allowed the second-fewest yards in football on the ground, and they have seven takeaways, most in the NFL. Their offense also has 0.0 turnovers with Dak Prescott as their quarterback. ATS, both teams are perfect on the season. But let's lay the points and give JT the robot his first ATS loss in the season. Cowboys but minus 12 and a half. That's a little unusual for you, right? You're going to lay the points. Big time points twice in a row. These would be around 14, honestly. So I'm liking him. Okay, so you like him at 12 and a half. You see value. As I said, Diggs is essentially irreplaceable, in my opinion. Even if they have depth and they've got other guys who can make plays, they, and they have that. Mm-hmm. But they don't have anybody who can do what he can do, including Stephon Gilmore, who I think still has plenty left. But mm-hmm. even he can't do what Diggs can do. It's a hell of a good thing they do have Gilmore, by the way. I'm oh not gosh. sure they're a Super Bowl team without Diggs. But I do know that they've got more than enough to break Arizona's face. Big, big number here. I'm not super comfortable with it, but I will lay the points as well. Dallas minus 12 and a half. I sort of hate agreeing with you, Head. It's more fun when we don't agree, but I'm going to agree with you again. Love to see it. All right. Lo- love to see it. <laughs> love, love to see, to see it. it. I'm going to tell you a game that I sort of sort of am feeling, mm-hmm. and I want to see where you come out on this. Titans v. Browns. I still absolutely hate what happened to Nick Chubb last week. Oh. And I will always love Mike Vrabel, regardless of what happens to anybody. I love that dude. What's the number here? How are you playing Titans v. Browns? Cleveland is favored by three and a half points. I'm taking the points in the Titans here. I'm, I'm a believer in the Browns roster and that defense, but I'm also a big believer in the Deshaun Watson trade right now, looking like historic ass, Jim, at this moment. Yes, it's still early, but Deshaun's not putting Not up that early. I, yeah, I know. Eight games, I guess, right? So... We should know something by there. My point is here, though, he's not putting... I don't care what your point is. I'm saying it's not that early. (laughs) I agree with you. Okay. After eight games... No, you don't. Don't play that game with me, dude. If you don't agree with me, you don't agree with me. In fact, all we do is fight off the air. So what do you mean you agree with me? Well, Russ for six games last year and then two this year, I I, I probably will agree with you. I'll change my mind. It's, It's long enough. Eight games, right? Yeah, anyway... Yeah, he's putting up... Anyway, what's poppin'? Let's not get into that. What's poppin', Twitter? (laughs) He's putting up Johnny Idiot Face numbers. That's not a joke. As of the day, both guys have started eight games for the organization. They have the same amount of interceptions, seven, and the same completion percentage, 57%. Deshaun's thrown two more touchdowns than Idiot Face, but Idiot Face had a lower percentage of throws being intercepted and a higher yards gained per pass. And Idiot Face wasn't making $230 million guaranteed and did not cost a franchise three first-round picks. Deshaun's mental is off, and that's not good when you're playing a Titans defense that makes you one-dimensional by eliminating the run game and you don't have Nick Chubb, like you said. ATS, big advantage for the Titans here. Stefanski is 9-19 and as a favorite. Deshaun Watson is 9-12 and as a home favorite. Vrabel, your Vrabel is 27-16 and as a dog, and they are 7-1-1 in their last nine ATS on the road. Titans plus 3.5. Goosebumps, head. That was some of your best analysis ever. 
Okay. So, no, for uh, real. For real, that was great. The way you compared him to Idiot Face, and that Idiot Face on some level actually was better through eight games than the Creep. It's not a hot take. It's accurate. I'm like, this can't be true. It, for that, real. Exactly. That's not a hot take. That's yeah. accurate. Look, I also right now do not believe in the Creep. He's not the same player he was. I don't think he ever will be. Too much time away from the game. Too many non-consensual massages, allegedly. Too much pressure with that guaranteed contract. Pressure that he takes with him on the field every single time he plays. Oh, and that's right. No Nick Chubb. Mm. Until the creep gives us a reason to believe, I don't. Mike Vrabel always has a little something up his sleeve. And I also will take the points and fade the creep. Titans plus three and a half. Sorry, I'm on the same page with you yet again. Now, here's a really interesting one, Head, for you. Mm -hmm. Lions v. Falcons. I know you have to be a little conflicted because this one pits two of your favorite coaches. Mm -hmm. Kneecap munching Dan Campbell and the genius Arthur Smith. And I'm with you. I love both these guys as coaches. However, the two of them will not line up against each other, so I am ultra curious. What is the number? How are you playing this game? The Lions are favored by three points here. I'm riding with a maniac, Dan Campbell, and laying the points. Cannibal is great here. 13-5 and five ATS at home. Biggest concern, though, here is his defense once again. 28th in scoring, 26th in passing yards allowed per game. They have one sack with a 1.2% sack rate on the season. But considering the Falcons' running game is their strength, maybe that helps the Lions' defense. Also, I like Jared Goff and that explosive offense. They have 10 plays of over 20 yards plus in the passing game. Goff threw a pick uh, six last week, but before that he had the third longest streak in NFL history without an interception. He is balling. It'll be a chess match with that Did you hear what you just said? Goff is balling. Did you ever think that you would ever say that? Dude, Ben Johnson deserves some credit here. He's doing better than the game. Hell yes. Yeah. Hell yes. But that that Falcons deed, credit to them. They're they're balling as well. They have given up two explosive plays all season long. Fitting we're talking about explosions, though, you know, considering the Falcons fly out of, you know, Atlanta. I don't know where you're going with that, and I don't want to know. Oh, that's You had to, didn't you? Diarrhea. You just couldn't help yourself, could you? Desmond, what you Let me tell you something. You better get this game right. You better get this game right. You better get us paid if you're going to go with that. Okay. Lions minus three. Lions minus three. Tough one to call, especially given the Lions are banged up, right? Mm-hmm. David Montgomery is not going, right? Uh, I don't think so for I don't think he is. Yeah. How about my dude, Amon Ra? He practiced he, he yesterday. That's a good sign. Yes. But yep. how close is he to 100% if he does go? I like what I've seen so far from the Falcons. They're out quickly. I do. I went back and forth on this one. Back and forth, back and forth. But I'm going to lay the points and hope for the best. Lions minus three. Nice. We're on the same page. Finally, let me be transparent with the clones. Head, I know that you don't love this next game. Mm. I know... Just know this, though. I don't care how you feel about this game because I know that a lot of people do like this game. And I spent a hell of a lot of time on the air talking about this matchup this week. And you're Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'm not really feeling it. I don't want to do that game. Yeah, well, do it anyway, head. Do it anyway. Jets and Pats. Yes, I know there is no such thing as a must-win game in week three of a 17-week season. But I'm going to say that it's a must-win game for both these teams. Like it or not, and I know you don't, I need your thoughts on this one. What is the line? What is the play? The Jets are home dogs. I'll go Pats and lay the two and a half. Agree storylines for sure, but these two offenses, Jim, 
It's a butthole ball to watch. Let me guess. They're ass. Yeah, butthole ball to watch, I was thinking. Okay. But, yeah. They both are going to try to... Um, Alvin, butthole, please. No. Yeah, that works. <laughs> he shook you off, dude. They both butthole. are going to struggle. You off. Oh, there it is. Butthole. There we go. Butthole. 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 Perfect. The point being right here, they both are going to struggle. What is the point, dude, actually? The um, their offenses are horrible. For New England, Potty Mouth Jones actually leads the league in pass attempts, which is somewhat surprising, but they will have to use the Cowboys. Let me ask you print. something. Is the Jets' offense horrible, or is their quarterback horrible? I think there's a distinction here. Um, because of their quarterback, their, their offense, offense is horrible. Is horrible. All right. Yeah. The funny thing is that they get compared to these great defenses of uh, years past, the Ravens, the Bucks, the Bears. People are missing the point. You have to have like a – Top 20, 20-ish quarterback to have that. Zach Wilson is a 32nd-ranked quarterback. He's terrible. It can't happen. They can't play that good because of that guy. They can't play that well because they of that can't guy. Play that well, like, yes, exactly. Interesting point. Yeah. Horrible grammar, but interesting point. Mm-hmm. Um, potty mouth point. Um, he leads the league in pass attempts, but they will use the Cowboys blueprint running the football here. They have Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys averaged three yards of carry last week against the Jets, but you want to do that against this uh, Jets defense. We should see a lot of Ramondra. Stevenson and the former Cowboys. Ramondre. Ramondre. Sorry, Ramondre. Stevenson. So, so close. So close. Ramondre. Yeah. He's going to get the ball, and so is Weird Zeke here, Jim. We should see a lot of Weird Zeke. The Jets will do the same with Brees and Dalvin, but turnovers are uh, everything here. And it uh, will be a little windy out and rainy, and Mac is much more trustworthy. It's than windy, the guy. saw out there, too, guys. Yes, that guy. He struggles there. He's had one good drive and one long pass on the season. I think special teams will be the factor here. Advantage Hood there. ATS Pats have gone five and zero ATS in their last five against the Jets. Coog Hunter is zero and four in his last four games. We just need to cover two and a half points. So hey, dip bleep, make your bleeping kicks and get me paid. Pats dip. minus two and a half. I don't know, dude. You had me at Ramondra. Ramondra. I think I blocked out temporarily Ramondra. at Ramondra. Ramondra. I don't even know who your pick is. It seems impossible to me that anybody could beat anybody else 15 straight times in the NFL. And yes, the Jets do have a great defense, even if they don't have a great quarterback. And they have some nice weapons offensively, but to your point, what good are those weapons if you do not have a dude who can consistently get them the weapons or to the weapons? I'm talking That's about it. the Coog Hunter, who frankly, despite all these positive reviews that he receives inside the building and from his teammates, he doesn't look all that different to me. He no. certainly does not look much better to me than when the Hood nearly single-handedly ended his career prematurely. All right, and there's no way the hood wants to fall to 0-3. And as we know, the hood routinely makes good quarterbacks look bad, and bad quarterbacks look look like they need to find a new line of work. Personally, I would love for the Jets to end this streak once and for all, but, Head, I do not see it happening. I'm going to ride with you yet again. Beautiful. Pats minus, is it two and a half? Two and a half, yep. On the road. Mm-hmm. He J-E-T- Because of, you know, Ramondra. S- Ramondre. Ramondra. Okay. Nice try with that. Anything else for us? If not, why don't you take a moment and run it all back? Because we kind of came off the rails. Yeah, we got five games here. KC minus 12.5 v. Bears. Cowboys minus 12.5 at Cards. Titans plus 3.5 at Browns. Lions minus 3 v. Falcons. And Pats minus 2.5 at J-E-T-S. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Jets right there. Yeah. Hashtag Ramondra.
Ramondre. Let's Ramondre. get paid, dude. Let's get paid. Let's make some money. Good job, Head. Thank you very much. Welcome to the jungle. What's going on? A very good Monday to you. My name is Jim Rome. Great to be here. Right when you think there are no new ideas, I've got to give it to this guy. For all of the mumblers' accomplishments, bringing a man in motion off the edge to block a field goal might be the best and most innovative thing he's ever done, and it's not even cheating. Ball down, kick on the way. It's blocked by the Patriots. The Patriots ran a player on the field late. That was unbelievable. I mean, it's so simple, yet it's so genius, yet how did nobody ever think of this before? We can't let this dude win. His press conference is going to be How many other coaches are thinking that? And then how many are looking for the closest camera and microphone in order to say it out loud? No way we let this dude win. We are talking to Mac Brown. Give Dion credit. He's fun. He's funny. They're selling out. They're getting more national attention than anybody in the country. You try to be the cool place to be. And right now, nobody's doing that better than Dion Sanders. Staley, no. What about him? That no, defense no, no. is the most infuriating team I have ever seen. Do you know what's infuriating? What trying to say the word infuriating. Look how they did this guy. They bring him in. He does his job. And look where they sit him. That's not an obstructive view. That's no view. Just lie down on the floor and smash your face up against the window, and then you'll see 75% of the field. I heard your pockets are so fat when you write a check to bank bounce. He is Antoine Bethay. It's cracking, my dude. How you doing? Man, slow motion, man. I'm, I'm doing well, man. How about yourself? Same, man. Slow motion. I like that. Feeling this is a this is a serious, serious oh, knee injury for Nick Chubb. Got to be kidding. That was a brutal night of football last night, and unfortunately, one of the most brutal injuries you will ever see to a tremendous player. Every football fan loses by losing Nick Chubb for the year. That's an L for everyone. Zach Moss joining us. When you see what happened to Nick Chubb. It just sucks to see that happen to a guy like that who's been at the top of his game for so long and to have something that was similar to what he had back in college. That was just brutal to watch. Sucks. You're taking LSD and cocaine and marijuana. Everybody had a good time except for the one guy who got blasted and covered himself in human excrement and then fell baby Jessica style down a hole 30 feet below ground level. Good to have you, Bob. What's up? And therefore giving him another red stain on that nice, very pretty USC. Uh, excuse me, Jim. Don't get anywhere near Alvin because that dude is heartless. Um, as a lifelong Vikings fan, I just feel like it's time they stop playing like the Vikings and start playing like the Vikings. So the Rams oh. put three on the board. Bad beats. By the time it got down to it, didn't anticipate that. Can I get a little blue cheese? Maybe an extra crouton or four? Uh, can you please pick these red onions out of my salad? I hate them. Tankville, Arizona. Let's start at the top with our new GM, Monty. Instead of get them picks, or no, instead of F them picks, he's all about get them picks. Our new coach is a pencil neck goober that makes Dingleberry look like a Dodonis. Look at- Goal this week is just to, you know, say F it. He is Mike Jones. Mike Jones. I thought that was the most ridiculous thing he could have said. Dude, just own it. Say, hey, look, I was frustrated. Shouldn't have put it that way. This is what I meant. Could be uh, coaching. Let's go to Green Bay. Nathan, what is your beef? Long time caller, first time listener here. 
take a couple of drags and leave it burning on a ledge right by the door. Dude comes out with no hands. Double amputee. What was this guy going to do? Beat out the crescendo to something in the air tonight? Was he going to get a massage from a guy for anyway? Ryan is a terrible caller, but he's pretty good at this segment. Hey, what's up, JR? Thanks for the intro, man. Jeff Passin. Let me just say this, man. The fact that you have done what you do at this level for as long as you have is the greatest testament to you I think that there can be. So, congratulations. Rochester. James. What's going on? Hey, James. Jay, I'm James from uh, Crapchester. I'm a Bills Adams. Ah, <laughs> and he said, hey, big guy, we're going to let you go. We're going to the Super Bowl. I don't know where it's at this year. No, we're going to let you go. Like, we're going to release you. Release me where? Like, into the wild? Dan Lanning. What kind of atmosphere are you expecting? Oh, this place is going to be jumping, man. I don't think there'll be a louder environment in college football this Saturday. Tired of our own fans. They wonder why they call it the 40 wine. Ah! Mark, it's good to have you back. How are you? Doing great, Sarah. And uh, Sarah, Alvin did not have the sound. But Stucknut did. What, I get no straight fire for that? Thank you, Alvin. You know Caleb knows how to use a chainsaw, right? And it was over a lot of scotch, okay? A lot of it. (laughs) Covering yourself with human excrement. It's a show. Eligibility and deposit restrictions do apply. Whoa. Wow. Nailed that. You know, if we need to wristband it, we will. Next question. Nobody cares about your fantasy team. Get on the flight. Get on your private jet. Get on out here, man. Let me see a mirror so I can look at it. Good night now! Good night now!